Welcome to the Who's on the Move podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. We first interviewed Casey Welch when he was starting a company based in Charleston, South Carolina called STEM Premier. Since then, the company has changed its name to Tallow, that is spelled T-A-L-L-O. And in 2020, we learned that Tallow had reached an important milestone. Today, over 1 million students and professionals showcase their talents and skills in their online profile. Through their profile, they can connect directly with companies and colleges looking for the next generation of talent. For more information about the company, you can visit tallow.com. Man, I was looking back on it. We met, I think, is it 2011 or was it 2013? It probably would have been 2013. Yeah, 2013. I think we had just launched. Yeah. We were just launching at that point as STEM Premier. I was looking at what's where I saw the, the message come in. I'm like, Alan. I'm like, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Well, tell me about what, you, you know, the beginnings of the business in 2013, what you were kind of setting out to do and where you are in 2020. It does seem like there has been a little bit of an evolution of the, of the core offering. When we started out in 2013 and we were brought here and launched in South Carolina, we were really focusing a lot at that point on STEM talent. So um, it was a major issue and a major concern across the country, a lot on government contractors and other areas of the shortage of being able to see and seeing that the gap of not being able to find talent, if they found the talent, it didn't have the skills that they needed. And they really were looking for a way to send market signals back to the talent earlier on so that they could connect, they could find, and they could say, look, maybe there's other pathways. So we really focused heavily on those STEM areas. And we started to roll it out across the country. Um, and what happened was we quickly found out that our platform wasn't good just for STEM students. It really became much more broader than that as it defined. And as we continued to grow, we realized that you know, really our name and uh, what was happening wasn't reflective of, of our population. So, you know, we, we really focused, we had a lot of engineers, we had a lot of computer science, we had a lot of healthcare, we had a lot of those traditional STEM fields, but we also, you know, had a lot of English, history, technicians, business across the board. And that's when we said, all right, you know, this is a, we can serve a much bigger population and people were asking us to, and since the platform was built flexible enough to do it, we, uh, we, we expanded and grew from two high schools in South Carolina to now being in over you know, 27,000 high schools across the country and over you know, 3,000 colleges we have students in um, with you know, starting at little you know, Goose Creek and Somerville High School in, in uh, Charleston and uh, Dorchester counties. You mentioned a solution. What, was the, uh, what is the solution? Um, Maybe it was different back in 2013. And the difference in what we were proposing at, from at the very beginning to now um, actually hasn't changed a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I think the way that we went about it, we were providing that solution to say, how do we virtually connect talent no matter where it's located, um, no matter where they are? So there was a big, there was geographic challenges that were going on. There was talent in different areas. And again, from the beginning, we took this model of sports and saying, you know, if there's a, if there's a 
six foot ten basketball player, guy or girl in eighth grade, right? They can dunk a basketball. Every college coach in the country knows where he or she is. And and but we took that same model and said, you know, what about a welder, a technician, right? Very employable, very needed. They didn't have a platform to be seen. And I think as you look at it, we continue to progress. And this is where we were in kind of a really strong spot, Alan, as COVID also hit is we've been doing the same thing we've been doing for eight years. We've been creating a way where we could showcase talent virtually no matter where it is. And we could provide a way for that college, that company, whoever it is, to directly find them no matter where they're at on their phone. So Boeing and others could directly connect with them, build that rapport and help cultivate that future talent pipeline. The one part that has evolved as we've continued is when we started, Alan, we focused traditionally at high school talent. We realized that the entire future workforce comes through there. There was a lot of people that were focusing on that college graduate right into the workforce right now. But we knew a lot of these companies were saying, we got to build for the future. And we see the future talent isn't there. So we really focused on high school. We built that. Well, then what happens is we also build a platform that grew with them from high school to college, if they went that route or directly into the workforce. So now where three years ago, we were sitting at about, about um, you know, 70% high school students, 30% college, we're now sitting at about 30% high school and about 70% post high school. So some of those are now right into the workforce. They went to work with companies like Cummins and other ones on that side of it. Some of them went to two-year colleges, right? Trident and different ones with Greenville Tech and different ones. And certain ones went to four-year. And so we continued to grow with those user base. And now, in the wake of what's going on, we're continuing to, and we kind of thought, let's take the high school, we'll take the college and the technical population. Um, what's the last piece that's really changed is now we just rolled out a few weeks ago our um, adult version as well. So for a lot of those, the, a lot of the people that unfortunately are needing reskilled are going into different industries and people that said, well, we want to continue on your platform. There's now a way to do that, continue to connect and create that same connection that was there for high school way back at the beginning is now the whole way at the end. So maybe just talk to me about your customers and, and customer acquisition. What's been really unique in the way that we did is we were really one of the first companies and the only company that took on this end-to-end -end platform concept, right? Not just going, again, as I mentioned, college to graduate or a LinkedIn down here or helping people get from high school to college. We said we're going to take it all in at once, which was a pretty daunting task. It took us a while to figure it out. But by using corporations at first as the anchor, right, they could continue to build them through. They needed talent that was going to come right into the workforce from high school with certifications. They needed talent that was coming from two-year, four-year, from that. So it, it worked when we did that. And so um, if you think about our customers on that side of it, again, we work with, um, you know, in South Carolina, across the country, we work with a lot of employers from BMW to, to Boeing to Michelin. Um, a lot of those ones there looking to cultivate different types of talent populations. Um, we work with a lot of IT companies. We work with healthcare. That are, again, these areas where they're in-demand fields going forward. We also work with, um, we realize a, a path for a lot of students also is post-secondary education. So we work with a lot of, you know, we work with Ivy Tech Community College, which is one of the largest colleges in the entire country out of Indiana. We work with the ones in South Carolina as well that are trying to do two things. One is 
bring in talent into those in-demand, high-demand fields that are needed to be able to supply all these companies that came here to South Carolina, but also then take them once they're there and they get certified, how do you create that connection right into that employer side to help retain them in those areas and connect them? So we work with two-year colleges. We also work with four-year like Clemson and other ones that are really targeting to saying, how can we retain some of our talent in the state? How do we um, keep them here? How do we look at some of these different, you know, diversity in different areas to continue to get a more well-rounded class? So we work with a lot of uh, universities across the country, big and small, coast to coast. Um, and the last entity that we do a lot of work with, which we've been unfortunate to really lead the way here in South Carolina has been um, with entities like the Department of Commerce and the South Carolina Manufacturers Alliance and different ones there that have really looked at and actually been ahead of the curve, I think, in a, in a lot of parts of the country of understanding this gap that they had, but doing something earlier about so that they can help identify these areas that they needed to get more students interested in, logistics, advanced manufacturing, these areas. We're now showing that we're getting more students interested in that, and we're also providing a way for those employers to connect. So now they can say, look, if we have a big demand out here five years from now, that talent could be sitting in our high schools or in our two-year colleges. We can now connect them and help get them the pathway so that when they come out, those employers there have that sustainable workforce that's gonna to continue to build and, and have a great future here. And most importantly, help retain the talent here. So that as it goes across the country, we can either bring it back or maybe we can keep it in our backyard before it gets out. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a long time about talent, um, attracting talent and retaining it. Um, so as I understand it, you do have to have the student, whether they're high school or college, they have to be engaged with talent. How do you get, how do you get uh, an account set up kind of on the, on the person who's providing the talent inside your platform? Yeah. The unique part about Tallow is it is, it is completely free, right? There's no charge to be able to get on it. The students also aren't reliant on their school. As long as they have a device, they could go to tallow.com at any point, whether you're high school, college, or now even adult, you can go on there and you build your profile because you own it and maintain it. Um, that's a big part that was important for us. You know, a lot of times when people get things in school, they relate them to school and that's it. And they forget mm -hmm. about it. But this is theirs. They put in their information. They connect. That's something that we're very proud of as we, um, we just passed a major milestone a week or so ago and we passed a million users on the platform. These were all ones that came onto our platform that said, I want to be seen. I want to be showcased. I want to be connected. They weren't auto-created. Um, and so that's how they can go. It's quick, it's easy, which was really important for us to build it from the user perspective first. You know, because if you don't have them and don't have them maintained and engaged, right, it falls apart. And so that's been a really big focus for us to continue to evolve that piece, continue to showcase it and do our best job to best represent all of our populations. Let's talk about how you've been able to scale. It's been pretty impressive. Right, we started, when we started back in 2013, we did our first two rollouts at two schools and we had, you know, two schools on the platform and we had, you know, a couple hundred students from Goose Creek High School and a couple hundred from Somerville High School, 2013. And at that point, we actually had a model where we were charging students. We quickly realized that was, that was kind of defeating our purpose, which was how do we not put barriers in front of people to be showcased? And so 
very quickly after that in 2014, we removed that barrier. But just because something's free doesn't mean people are going to come to it either. So as we continued to progress, you know, we slowly grew. We formed national partnerships with major organizations, um, ACT testing company. We did it with First Robotics. We did it with different organizations that highlighted it and really got us that national presence. So over those course of the next three years or so, um, four years, we really grew and we had a database of about a quarter million students. So about three years or three years ago, we were at the start of 2018, right? Which two years ago, not too far away, we were about 300,000 users on our platform is where we were at. And it took us about six years to be able to get to that. So we were going, but we weren't really going at the rate that we were. You know, we started when we came down here from an employee count, there was two of us in two, 2013. Um, fast forward now today, um, we're, we're, there's about 39 of us within the company, um, multiple locations in Atlanta and Pennsylvania being able to do that. And basically we looked at it and we said, it's time to take it from STEM premier at that point to a, a much bigger thing. And we had a strategic investor came in that really aligned with where we wanted to go and build it. We understood we had colleges paying for it, companies, different entities. So we proved, we proved it out and said, it's time to take the next jump. And we went from 16 employees up to 30, um, which was a big jump for us as a company. And in that year, we took it from 300,000 to about 600,000 at the end of the year. So we did that in one year, which was pretty good growth in, um, in 2019. Then we went to 2020 and we took it, we've taken it from you know, about 700,000 when we started this year to again, partway through the year, we just passed a million users um, across the country, a very diverse population as well, Alan, as we've been talking about what's going on. Over a quarter million of them are African-American, Hispanic, Latino, different populations. So we were able to hit a lot of those audiences that we set out, we were able to grow. You know, we have you know, hundreds of colleges, hundreds of companies utilizing the platform now, and big and small ones as well, again, from Fortune one to Walmart, right? Mm -hmm. To, um, you know, smaller, smaller ones that are, you know, a, an important part of our community that we've built together. So um, that's been our, our growth story here as we started again, as this little company started in South Carolina with South Carolina dollars. And now, you know, we're impacting students in every single state across the country. Like I said, about two thirds of every, we have students in nearly two thirds of the high schools you know, nearly most of the colleges across the country, um, connecting them, which is what we really set out to do. Congratulations. That's a great achievement. I, you never know. You do an interview with somebody in 2013 and it's two employees and you're trying to get your mind around the concept and skip ahead seven years. That's, um, that's a great, achieve, great business achievement. Let's just talk quickly about uh, 2020. So what's next? And uh, where are you looking at maybe in the next couple of years and maybe how you finance that? Um, you know, uh, ownership of the company, is that going to change? Let's talk about the future. You know, the future, Alan, as you look at a lot of companies, you, you mentioned about somebody that's around from 2013 to now. Are they still here? <laughs> right? We're still here. We're still here. We're growing. We're going strong um, from that side of it, um, which is exciting. We've continued to build out. We have a statewide model here in South Carolina that now we take across the country as they look at South Carolina being a leader, actually, in some of these workforce development which is exciting in this public-private partnership that we did. Um, we're continuing to expand that. We're also continuing, if you look at 
what's been what's what's happened in the wake of COVID, right? We have always been a virtual connection platform, so we didn't have to change a whole lot. Um, a lot of people are now coming in, right, and they're going to be part of that because you know it's tough to think, Alan, what 14, 15 weeks ago to say that you know 50% of the population is going to be remote, right, in the world, right? Nobody would have thought that. Yeah. Um, and so much has changed, but having a virtual connection platform on that side of it, it's been, what we see it is it's actually thrown about a five-year accelerant on a lot of the companies that we've been working with. A lot of colleges that said, you know, we need to diversify the way that we're, we're recruiting, connecting. We go to the same colleges. We go to the same career fairs. We do the same thing, right? And we still have these challenges. And they've always talked about doing something differently, but people were scared to go virtual. Um, just like we're doing this 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 meeting today on on, on Zoom, um, now it's commonplace, right? I do eight to ten Zoom meetings a day, and you know I used to be on a plane, right? You know, two three times a week. You know, I haven't flown since you know March, and and our business has only gotten stronger during that time. So we realized it's it's practical. As you look at the growth of Tallow, we're looking at is you know we we passed a million. You know, our next goal is saying, hey, how do we get to get to two million here pretty quickly? and being able to do it. It's also looking at that next population. So how do we continue to innovate? We were already there where people are trying to build virtual connections. We understand though with the dynamics, we need to do things in different way. Um, for example, we have an exciting new product that we're coming out with called Ping. And it was, it was all set to roll out at the beginning of March. And it was a product that was built to enhance the in-person career fair experience, which you can imagine, that went away quick. Um, however, a lot of people then said, let's reinvent, let's take that exact career fair experience and let's duplicate it online and do it through these Zoom meetings, right? Which is, which is fantastic. The problem is that is a broken, it didn't work really well and hasn't evolved in the last 30 years, right? In hoping people come by and hoping to connect. So we took our idea and over the last 10 weeks, we just rolled it out virtually. So now we have a quick fire matching experience where they can match skills, companies, all of that, be able to directly connect. It's a web app. So when you get the broadband issues and things like that to do Zoom meeting, you can still make those connections that you normally would have been done in a much more efficient way and connected. So Talo's continuing to innovate in those areas. And um, the, the biggest part is we continue to look at are really in two sectors. Workforce development, we're continuing to work with more on that side to help provide data and insights back to the communities that we work with, you know, economic development, different areas so that they can make better informed decisions of their population and also how much they've changed. So when we, we surveyed our population and surveyed about 20,000 people, and this was only, um, Alan, this was about five weeks into COVID. So this was end of, you know, mid April. And over 40% of them had said their career plans had changed at that point. So when you think of how quick that changed, and some of them said, for example, you know, I don't want to go into healthcare now. I'm scared of what's going on. Other ones said, you know what? I, I saw people impacted. I want to help. So we want to make sure that we can track where they're changing to so that we can provide that, the data analytics and insights to help complement workforce initiatives, economic development, so they can understand where do people need to get trained? How do we move them? With that same thing in concert is how does Tallow continue to help another population, which we've been asked to, which are all these people that you know, had a career, whether they were in hospitality, they were in these different areas, 
how do we take them from hospitality to perhaps healthcare or other areas and let them know that there are other opportunities? How do we direct them, make them aware, and then work with our partners to get them reskilled, recertified, so that we can help those populations, which you know a lot of them are on LinkedIn, right? They're, that's not the environment, right, Alan, that you and I are on. We want to be able to serve and help support them and have been asked with our partners. So that's where Tal is continuing to go, help use our data and insights to help people make more informed decisions, continue to expand up the pipeline to that, you know, that, uh, that, that working learner or that uh, the person that's transitioning that needs to get reskilled. We want to show them that we understand and we want to help connect them out there. What are you most proud of in terms of accomplishments thus far? It's a good question, Alan. Um, I think I'm, I'm most proud at, at um, you know, what we set out to do, which was when we were brought to South Carolina was, hey, can you, can you build something here in South Carolina, start it here and take it out across the country um, under this concept of how do we help remove obstacles to help change lives and connect people to get them to where they wanna be. Um, as an entrepreneur, you always get that idea. And a lot of times, a lot of the ideas don't work but that was our core fundamental reason that people invested in us and what we needed to do. I can tell you the path to get there has been a lot different than what we first started. But that goal of saying when we started in Goose Creek in Somerville High School, and now we're all across the country doing what we needed to do, we've scaled it out, we've continued to help you know, South Carolina in general and being an awesome partner. Um, and now we can say, you know, hopefully we've, we've impacted millions of people across the country. And um, it's only the start. It's really only the start, Alan. But that's what I think we're most proud of and, and been able to continue to build this team and what we've done. Going through those different dips, going through recessions, going through pandemics, you know, that initial part of saying, we're going to take this end-to-end concept that nobody's ever done and be able to do it. And it can withstand you throughout it. Um, that's what I'm most proud of.